Hello, this is Paul. This is Laura. And I'm Alton. We are Team Derringer. And you are listening to Derringer Discoveries. Where we take you, the listener, on an adventure. A music adventure. Today's episode is... Derringer Discovery's Top 5 Classic Rock Songs of All Time. This episode is the culmination of three months of voting by listeners from around the world. Listeners, are you curious? During this episode, we will reveal the Top 5 Classic Rock Songs of All Time as voted on by the listeners of Derringer Discoveries. And we will do this all within the next 35 minutes. To help us count down the top five, we are joined by a classic rock band from Chicago, Illinois. Jesus left Chicago, and not for New this band from Chicago has been playing together since their high school days in the early 1970s. That's more than 50 years. The band is called M and R Rush, and that's the letter M, the ampersand, and the letter R, M and R Rush. We have two members of the band with us today, Marty Mardorosian and John McFarlane. Marty and John, welcome to the podcast. Hey guys. Hello. Thanks for having us. Well, we're so glad you're joining us. Yeah. Marty, tell our listeners where you all met and who's missing today. Again, thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. Uh, we all met in uh, Chicago, in a town called Roseland, and we were all in high school when we all came together. The band consists of myself, Marty Martirosian, John McFarland, Roger Hertz, Carl Mosier, Paul Martin, and Jeff Loof. And we were young when we uh, met each other. In fact, me and Roger, the bass player, we met when we were in Little League playing baseball at five years old. Holy cow. Paul and Laura and I go back to fourth grade, but man, five years old, that's a, that's a long time ago. Yeah, it was only 20 years ago. But uh... That's right, that's right. <laughs> John, how did the band come up with the name M&R Rush? Well, Laura, that's, that's an interesting story. Uh, back in that era we'll call it, when we were in high school, a lot of the bands in the Midwest had uh, initials in their names. There was uh, MS Funk, there was the MC5, MH Royals, CTA, and TW4, which they ended up changing their name to Sticks, but that's a whole other story. Uh, so there was all these initials. And uh, since Marty and Roger started the band, there's your M&R, and Marty's mom always used to say, man, you guys, you're always late for rehearsals. You're, you have the, the jobs at the, at the rec centers and the high schools, and you're always running. You're always rushing around. You're always late. Yeah. Got the yeah. rush. I like it. So, do you, John, do you feel left out since there's not a J in that? Well, actually, actually, I'm the ampersand now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Excellent. As the years have gone on. Now, yeah, I, I, I identify as the ampersand. <laughs> there you go. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. With listeners in more than 30 countries. Um, I would like to say something about, you didn't ask the question, what, did you copy that song off of the band Rush? 
or the name. The name. The name. Well, Marty, that is a question that our listeners are going to want to know because they're going to say, M and R Rush, isn't there already a Rush from Canada? It's a very interesting story. You know, Rush, fantastic band, um, sold what, hundreds of millions of records or whatever. But uh, the thing is, is we claim to have their name first. And let me tell you that our name came up 1970. All right. And uh, Rush's first album came out March 1st, 1974 on Moon Records. And all of a sudden, I, you know, I bought their album and it was fantastic. At the time, I, uh, I said, hey, you know, that's our name. So I went and I went to a lawyer back in those days and said, hey, you know, this band out of Canada has our name. Can I do anything about it? And he asked me two questions. He said, hey, <laughs> had they come out with a record? I said, oh, yeah, I think they sold a million or two records, two records, you know. Let me ask you, how many records you guys sell? <laughs> I said, zero. <laughs> he goes, just leave it alone. <laughs> I thought Sounds... you were going to say, how much time do you have and how much money do you have? <laughs> yeah, and then basically that's what he said. But anyway, yeah. so so we are not, we are not for all of your listeners around the world, we are not a Rush copy band. Yeah. So you came up with the name in 1971, and you didn't hear of the other Rush until 1974, so you predate them by three years as far as what you heard. Yes, all right, so let's uh, let's find out who does what in the band. So, Marty, you want to kick us off and tell us what you do other than represent the letter M? Yes, uh, I I am uh, do all the drumming in the band. Um, Roger Hertz is bass and vocals. Carl Mosier is keyboards and vocals. John McFarlane is guitar and vocals. Paul Martin guitar and vocals, and Jeff Loof guitar and vocals. Marty, I'm counting. Is that six members of the band? Six. And how many of those are original? How many date back to the early 1970s? Five. That's amazing. Five out of the six. <laughs> Five out of the six have been together for over 50 years. Yeah. Yes, and the new guy, uh, that we still call him the new guy, he joined in 1980, Jeff Luth. <laughs> he's new because he's only been with you for 43 years. I like that. <laughs> you are listening to Derringer Discoveries, a music adventure podcast. So uh, who handles the songwriting? Who does most of the songwriting and who does most of the singing? Well, we all sing except for Marty. And that's a blessing because I've heard him <laughs> sing around the practice room. We keep the microphone away from him. But yeah, and then as far as the songwriting goes, we're pretty much, we all do the songwriting at, at this point. But these days, it's pretty much uh, split pretty even amongst everybody. We're all contributing. We're doing demos. And then, you know, we'll submit the demos. We'll have a meeting and we'll figure out which songs are going to end up on the next record based on the demos. That's cool. Very democratic. John and Marty, in Derringer Discoveries episode 22, titled Sticks, Tommy versus Dennis and Why, Team Derringer discussed the Chicago-based classic rock band Sticks. <laughs> Now, I understand that in addition to both bands being from Chicago, M&R Rush has a connection to Styx. What is that connection? Well, that connection goes back to 1973. You know, we were playing the local neighborhood in, in the south side of Chicago called Roseland. And there was another band. The guys in the band were about seven years older than us. 
and they were playing the the big shows. They were doing the rec centers and the high schools and colleges, and they needed an opening act. So Marty submitted our info. Even back then, Marty was was making the phone calls. Making the phone calls, but not singing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and he submitted the uh, our, our info to uh, TW4's manager. They eventually changed their name to Sticks. Ah. But we ended up opening shows for them for probably a year and a half, maybe two years. And then they changed their name to Sticks, and they got signed by a local record label. They weren't on A&M Records yet. They were on Wooden Nickel, which was a Chicago-based label. Yeah. I had some of those early albums. I remember that label. Yeah. It actually was a Wooden Nickel in the uh, in the circle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So we were doing those shows with them, and we it was it was pretty cool. Marty and John, we need your help to reveal the top five classic rock songs of all time. But we also want to introduce our listeners to your music. So please give us an MNR Rush song of your choice and we'll play snippets of it. Okay, great. Well, there's about 74 songs that we can pick from that are MNR songs that we've recorded on seven records. And John and I talked right before we got on this call and uh, we've come up with Goodbye City Lights. Excellent. Here's a snippet of Goodbye City Lights by the Chicago based rock band MNR Rush. Well, Goodbye City Lights is the uh, title cut of our latest record, our latest five-song EP, which is out in vinyl and CD. And the song's been around a few years, and we're really happy with the way it turned out on the new record. And listeners, that was a snippet of Goodbye City Lights by the band M&R Rush out of Chicago, Illinois. Minasan, Ongaku Boken Podcast no Daringer Discoverizo. Now, on to the top five classic rock songs of all time. Paul, I know you and the rest of the folks here today already know this, but some of our listeners may not, so let me explain. In the United States, the definition of classic rock comprises rock music ranging generally from the mid-1960s to the mid-1990s, primarily focusing on commercially successful blues rock and hard rock popularized in the 1970s album-oriented rock format. So we set up a poll on our website, DerringerDiscoveries.com, and ask our listeners to tell us their favorite top five classic rock songs of all time. We had hundreds of listeners from around the world participate. 
since there are a gazillion fantastic classic rock songs that were released between the 1960s and the 1990s, the list of songs got a little watered down. However, there were a few that rose to the top. So let's share these top five classic rock songs with our listeners. Laura, let's get this party started. Kick us off. Derringer Discovery's classic rock song number five. Classic rock song number five of all time is voted by our listeners from around the world is Back in Black by ACDC, an Australian band. The album of the same name was released in July 1980 and the single was released in December 1980. In 1981, the song peaked at number 37 on the U.S. Billboard 100 chart. And in 2006, with the advent of iTunes, the song entered the charts in the U.K. And then in 2012, it re-entered two charts in the U.S., peaking at number one. Marty and John, do you agree that Back in Black deserves to be one of the top five classic rock songs of all time? Before I answer that, let me tell you that the, the band, m Rush, we all took your poll. And we we put our five uh, top songs in there, right, John? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys vote for Back in Black by ACDC? Uh, uh, no, I did not. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to speak for John, but I did not. But let me tell you. This was not an easy task. Yeah. No, it was not. Okay. So the way that I did it is I I said, hey, what are my favorite bands? Yeah. And then out of them, I picked five. So it was like, unfortunately, I I love ACDC. I love them. But they weren't in my top five. All right. You got to tell us what were your top five bands, Marty? Uh, Well, I, I, I tried to get it down to five. So let me throw it here. Yes, Beatles, Eagles. Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Queen, Boston, Chicago, Aerosmith, Kansas, Hang on. Sticks. That's more than five. I know. That's how hard it was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to count. I was like, wait a minute. I got to use a second hand here, Marty. <laughs> Marty, I actually had a couple of listeners told me that they decided not to vote because they were spending too much time trying to narrow it down to five. Yeah. I don't know about John, but man, it was hard for me. Right, John? I mean, how about yeah. yeah. I don't remember what I actually sent in, but I got, yeah, I mean, it was the Beatles, Def Leppard, Aerosmith, Queen, and Van Halen. So, John, Marty, neither of you voted for ACDC. Does it shock you that they're number five? Does it seem logical? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, their songs, their songs are so hooky, and then most of their records are produced by Mutt Lang, who's a genius yeah. when it comes yeah. to producing things he's one of my idols you know what blew me away about this album the acdc back in black album it it is one of the rare albums that you could put on at a party and everybody knows every lyric to every song on the entire album yeah yes my wife and i went and saw acdc a few years back at wrigley field in chicago um and it was by far the loudest show i've ever been to are listening to Derringer Discoveries. With listeners in more than 30 countries. Derringer Discovery, classic rock song number four. 
classic rock song number four of all time, as voted by our listeners from around the world, is Dream On by Aerosmith, a U.S.-based band from Boston, Massachusetts. Dream On was included on Aerosmith's debut album, released in 1973, written by lead singer Steven Tyler. The song first peaked at number 59 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart when it was originally released in June of 1973. Team Derringer calls anything peaking in the positions of 41 down to 100, we call it sniffing the charts. <laughs> Thus, in 1973, Dream On sniffed the charts. But, and here's a big but. I like big butts and I cannot lie. But as Aerosmith's fame increased in 1974 and 1975, Dream On was re-released, and this time it peaked at number six in the U.S. in April of 1976. Big question for our listeners. Marty, John, do you agree that Dream On deserves to be one of the top five classic rock songs of all time? I will say yes by saying, and this might be going out on a limb, but I think it was one of the very first power ballads that in the 80s just exploded. All the bands were writing power ballads, including Styx and Journey. And it could be could be the beginning of it if you think about it. Yeah. Excellent guitar solo, excellent guitar work. I mean, great arrangement. So I'm going to say yes. Excellent. What about you, Marty? How do you feel about Dream On? Well, again, you're going to find out I'm a politician. Of course it should be in the top five because everybody <laughs> loved it. Um, but but um, I do have another favorite Aerosmith song that I voted for, ah. and that's called Sweet Emotion. Yeah, great song. And that was tainted. The reason why I gave that in the top five is because I liked I liked uh, the drumming in it. So yeah. a little tainted being a drummer. But no, it uh, it deserves to be in the top five. All right. So no one mentioned Walk This Way. I heard Sweet Emotion. Obviously, the fans or the listeners voted for Dream On. Any thoughts about Walk This Way? Could that have just as easily been at number four? We used to do that one back in the day when yeah. we were in, but yeah, great song again, great hook, great guitar solo. Great drumming. <laughs> great song. Yeah. Aerosmith is one of my favorites. Yay, Leister now, Derringer Discoveries, a Musique Aventure podcast. Derringer Discoveries, classic rock song number three. Classic rock song number three of all time, as voted on by our listeners from around the world, is For What It's Worth. There's something happening here, but what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. 
That was a song by Buffalo Springfield from the year 1966, 1967, depends on which album you want to count it on. Uh, Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, when they originally released their eponymous Buffalo Springfield album, for what it's worth, was not on there, and I think that was December of 1966. Yeah, I think that's right. He took it to the label owner and he said, by the way, this wasn't the name of the song, but he said, here's my new song for what it's worth. He meant for if you think it's any good, let's put it on. But it became the name of the song for what it's worth, which, by the way, they don't actually say that. If you listen to the song, they don't say for what it's worth, not even once in the song. I think it's time we stop, children. What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. For What It's Worth was written by Stephen Stills, who went on to Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, as we discussed in Derriter Discoveries episode 47. In the U.S., For What It's Worth peaked at number 7 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart in spring of 1967, and it peaked at number 5 in Canada. Marty, John, what do you guys think of For What It's Worth? Does it deserve to be in our top 5? I'm going to say no. <laughs> Interesting. Why, John? It's a good song, but there's 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 better. And if you're gonna go with that sound and that style, I mean, there's some great Crosby, Stills and Nash songs. I think are better than this one, and written better and better vocal, uh, better melodies. What about you, Marty? I will I will go with absolutely yes. There's always a personal side to to things, right? Music that's what what brings us all together. And and when you listen to songs, you you have memories and. The, when I hear that song, it's one of the first songs I learned how to play on drums. I'm kind of like on the fence with it. I Don't get me wrong. Love Buffalo Springfield. Stephen Stills is just phenomenal. However, when we talk classic rock, I, I'm very defined in the, you know, the heavy rock and the early to mid-70s. And I wasn't 100% sure that this fit that category. Yeah. It was... Uh, you know, kind of laid back. I, I look at it more as a late 60s kind of falling into the folk and psychedelic stuff. But uh, it's an interesting song. And, and the thing that I thought was so interesting about it is people adopted it as an anti-war anthem um, for Vietnam. And it was actually not written about Vietnam. It was written about some riots and some police enforcement in Los Angeles, if I remember correctly. Yeah, for me, this was the shocker. When Alton sent me the top five, the other four, I was like, yeah, makes sense. This one, I was like, really? You know, I, my thinking was, and a spoiler alert, listeners, Deep Purple did not make the top five with Smoke on the Water. In my mind, when I think of a classic rock song, I think of Smoke on the Water. I don't get it. Derringer Discoveries, classic rock song number two. classic rock song number two of all time as voted by our listeners from around the world is Stairway to Heaven by the English band Led Zeppelin. It was a track from their untitled fourth studio album released in 1971. The album is often referred to as Led Zeppelin 4, and that's 4 as in Roman numeral 4. Stairway to Heaven was not, and I repeat, Stairway to Heaven was not released as a single. Thus, it did not hit the charts in its heyday, but it did receive heavy radio play, and listeners, check this out, from 2007 to 2010, through download sales, Stairway to Heaven finally hit various charts around the world. There's a lady who's sure All that glitters is gold And she's fine 
Marty, John, here's the question for you. Do you agree that Stairway to Heaven deserves to be one of the top five classic rock songs of all time? No. <laughs> That's Marty saying no. Uh, John, let's get you weighing in, then we can have some back and forth. I was going to say yes. All right. We got the divide. <laughs> all right, then back to Marty. John says yes. Marty says no. Marty, why do you say no? Uh, Led Zeppelin, phenomenal, phenomenal band. There's many more songs I like more than than that song, Stairway to Heaven. One thing about John and I, you can see that we're, we're not tied into each other and agree on everything. But that's one thing that makes our band go around so good is everybody has their opinion. Everybody puts in their input. But we've been disagreeing on stuff when it comes to music for 50 years. And we're still friends, yeah. right, John? I think yep. we're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> as far as yeah. you know, right? Yeah, 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 That's yeah. what it's all about, Marty. I mean, Alton and I, we argue about almost every song. We're uh, polar, polar opposites. opposites when it comes to music. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know, fun fact about the song, though, it is the one song that I know of that is banned in every guitar <laughs> store in the U.S. Yeah, the, yeah. the people working yeah. in the store do not want to hear it anymore. <laughs> I think, I think though, I think Smoke on the Water is banned. I was going to say. For people like me, that's the song I will play because it's easy to play. Stairway to Heaven is not as easy, so I'm not going to go into a guitar store and try to pull off Stairway to Heaven, but I will try to pull off Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. All right, Marty, you did hit upon something, though, and that that is true. Led Zeppelin, among our voters, they are the most popular band. If you go strictly on how many of their songs were voted by our voters, uh, they got way more songs than anybody else. They just happen to get Stairway to Heaven at number two, but you're right. Other songs such as Whole Lot of Love comes to my mind. These songs were selected by many of our voters, and they might be shocked to hear that Stairway to Heaven actually beat all the other songs by Led Zeppelin out and hit number two on the top five classic rock songs of all time. To your point, Paul, they were the band that got the most votes, but it was watered down because they had so many classic rock hits. They were the number one vote-getting band for the classic rock episode. John, you said it deserves to be in the top five, so give us some insight. Why do you think it deserves to be in the top five? Well, from a songwriting perspective i mean it, it, it starts out slow soft melodic and then as the song progresses it gets heavier and heavier and then it kicks into the middle section where the guitar solo is and it's just rocking out and then it closes again gets nice and melodic and boom so it just went i mean it just went straight up and down i mean it's fantastic well well crafted yeah. song it's a great song. I think it's if we hadn't listened to it so many times, it would right. it would be yeah. fantastic. Every time I come back to it, I'm very appreciative of it. I have heard it ten gazillion times. And yeah, we all. Yeah. <laughs> a, a quick postscript: This very year, 2023, "Stairway to Heaven" was selected by the U.S. Library of Congress for preservation in the National Recording Registry based on its cultural, historical, or aesthetic importance. There you have it. Not many songs can claim to be in the Library of Congress, but Stairway to Heaven is one of the songs. Usted está escuchando Derringer Discoveries, un podcast de aventuras musicales. Classic rock song number one. 
Laura, you get to reveal the number one classic rock song of all time. What is that song? The number one classic rock song of all time is voted by our listeners from around the world is Bohemian Rhapsody by the English band Queen. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Written by its vocalist, pianist, Freddie Mercury, rest in peace, Freddie. Initial public reaction, believe it or not, to the song was mixed when it was originally released as a single in 1975. However, Bohemian Rhapsody went to number one in six countries, including the United Kingdom. In the United States, Bohemian Rhapsody peaked at number six. During 1991 and 1992, after Freddie died, Bohemian Rhapsody re-entered the charts in various countries, and in the United Kingdom, it hit number one for a second time. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the bandango? Thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo, 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 Bohemian Rhapsody also hit various charts in 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Marty, John, do you agree that Bohemian Rhapsody deserves to be the number one classic rock song of all time? Yes. That's John saying yes. Yes. Harmonies, arrangement, production, mixing, originality, great playing, great singing, great video. And how can a, a song be number one in all those years without being one of the best? I agree, Marty. You know, Laura is a Queen fan. Laura, should Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody be the number one song? It absolutely 100% deserves the title of the number one classic rock song of all time. Everybody knows this song, regardless of your musical taste do you know anyone who doesn't know this song? I mean, come on. It is the perfect showcase of their harmonies, Freddie's singular voice, just their I iconic sound. Not to mention, it's one of the most memorable music videos ever produced. So, yes, I give it a resounding yes. This is the number one classic rock song of all time. Well done, voters. There really is no other choice. Marty, John, we've just revealed the top five classic rock songs of all times as selected by our listeners. But since you are our special guest, we'd like you to weigh in. Is there a song that you collectively believe should be one of the top five classic rock songs of all time? And if you can't agree, we'll let you each pick one. How about that? Well, funny you should ask, because we did discuss this before we called in. <laughs> Excellent. And what did you decide? Well, we actually had a six-hour meeting and went back and forth on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Narrowed it down from a thousand to what? Yeah. No, yeah. And, and it was, it was, it's a very, very, it's a great question, but it, it, there's so many phenomenal songs out. But what we did in a short period of time, right, John? We came, yep. we came up with one and, uh, 
John, you can you can uh, release well, what we came up with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I think about the, you hear the guitar solo and you know what song it is immediately, and obviously lyrics, harmonies. But Hotel California by the Eagles. Yeah, Hotel California. But you know what? We're not going to put a snippet of Hotel <laughs> California in this episode. Can you guys know why? Because it costs you too much money. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it would. Well, I've actually heard that they have filed suit against people on YouTube and even for putting a snippet of any of their music in their episodes. Wow. But we'll still note that that's what, and you both agree that Hotel California would be one of the top five classic rock songs of all time. Yes. Yes. I feel the same way. I think it's, that's a song I never get tired of. Never. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. album. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries. With listeners in more than 30 countries. Marty, do you have any shout outs to friends, family, fans? Well, actually, we have a shout out back at you guys. Uh, We want to thank you for for having us on. I really appreciate it and playing our music. Yeah. Um, But yes, to to all our friends out there, we don't call them fans. Uh, We call them friends um, and family. It's really important to us. But thank you so much for having us on here. And if anybody wants to get a hold of us and check out our music, you can go to all the uh, digital platforms and you can go to mnrrush.com. That's M-A-N-D-R-R-U-S-H.com, our website. Or we have a friends page. We call it MNR Rush Friends page. Yeah, I like that. Very nice. Thank you. John, do you have any shout outs for friends, family, or fans? Well, first of all, again, thank you guys for having us. It's, this has been a lot of fun. We can do it again sometime. But yeah, I want to definitely say thanks to all of uh, our friends that have come to see us over the past 50 years. Thank you for everyone who's who's come out to see us, bought our records, listened to us on the digital platforms. Shout out to my family. And uh, here we go. That's good. So Marty, John, what have you been up to? What's coming up next? Yeah, we're currently in the studio right now putting some demos together for a new record that's going to come out next year. And so I want to give a special shout out to our label, Color Red Records. They've been fantastic helping us with the current EP, and we're looking forward to putting another record together for them. Hi, this is Marty Martirosian of the band MNR Rush, recording and touring artists from Chicago, Illinois. I'm listening to Derringer Discoveries, a music adventure podcast. This is John McFarland of the band Evanar Rush. You are listening to Derringer Discoveries, a music adventure podcast. And listeners, it's been our pleasure to have Marty Martirosian and John McFarlane with us from the band M&R Rush from Chicago. Guys, we really appreciate you joining us today and helping us reveal our top five classic rock songs as voted on by our listeners. Listeners, you can follow us on social media. We're at Derringer Pod on Instagram and Twitter and at Derringer Discoveries on Facebook. You can also find us on our website, DerringerDiscoveries.com. Don't forget to subscribe to Derringer Discoveries on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. This has been Derringer Discoveries, a music adventure podcast. In your sister's room. So have you ever received a cease and desist letter?
No, that the, re <laughs> the reason why, right, John, is because we didn't yeah. sell millions of records. I'm right. sure that if we would have sold millions and millions of records, uh, yeah. we probably would have got that letter. Yeah, that's a dig at Paul. Well, Alton, you're about to go into that issue anyway, so you might as well. You might as well raise the part of our discussion when we talk about sticks. Yeah, that is. You jammed with Tommy Shaw for two songs in front of an audience. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's I don't think Laura said that. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. That's easy for you to say. So, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really not. So, <laughs> As voted on by our club. Jeez. Okay, one more time. Laura, you get to reveal. I know this is going to be the outtakes. Alton always loves outtakes. So I can, I'm already hearing the outtakes here. <laughs>